Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. Stand for the reading of the word, and we're going to jump right into it this morning. It says in Exodus 2 and verse 1, I'm reading out of the King James. Don't think that I'm this smart, but... Uh, there's some words inside of the text in King James that you don't see in others that, that I want to use today. And it's Exodus chapter 2. It says, And there went a man of the house of Levi and took a wife, the daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw that he was a goodly child, she said to he, she hid him three months. Everybody say three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark. Everybody say ark ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink and his sisters stood afar off this would be Miriam to uh to wit what would be done to him verse 5 and the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river and her maidens walked along by the riverside and when she saw the ark among the flags she sent her maid to fetch it And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, This is one one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? Verse 8. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it, and the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses, and she said, Because I drew him out of the water. God, I pray that you anoint every word, Lord, that comes out of my lips today. I pray, God, today for clarity. Lord, I know what you've placed in my heart. So, Lord, give me the ability to, uh, um, uh, to say it today. In Jesus' name, what you've put in my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you're in church today. All right. Amen. Well, who's happy to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. I believe his presence is here. I believe you've already been ministered to. And amen. Give the worship team a hand. Didn't they do good? Thank you, guys. Awesome. Well, my goal today, as Pastor Brandy just said, I honestly, last year, and this is kind of the season I'm in right now, I'm, I'm normally a series guy. If you've been coming to church here over the last couple of years, I'm a series guy, and I love series, but I, I told the team, they said, do you have anything for the month of May? And I said, no, not really. Uh, I do have some series that are birthing up inside of my spirit, but is it okay if I just take a month and preach little things that God's put inside my heart of just little things that, that you can come to? Obviously, on Pentecost, God's given me, a, 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 I believe, something to share with you on Pentecost coming up in the first of June there. But, and normally, like last year, I was in the middle of a series and I touched on mamas a little bit, but today I got a Mother's Day word for the mamas. And my goal today is to reach every mama in the room, as Pastor Brandy just said, and I realize that there was people in the room. I realize there's some of you that you've lost children. 
I realize that uh, there's some of you that maybe not only, uh, maybe it was a physical death, but maybe it's because of uh, relationships that they became rocky. I realize that, and I want to say this, well, I'm not live, but if you're in the room today and you've lost that relationship with your mama, I want to say this, and I, I, I want to be very careful how, how I say it because I realize that there is mamas out there that can be toxic, but the, mom, but, but the word of God is very clear. It says, honor your father and mother, that it be well with you and you live long on the earth. And so I, I know this for a fact. I'm so thankful for my mama. Is anybody out there thankful for your mama? I'm thankful for my mama. I got two mamas. I, I'm thankful for, for Pastor Luann and how she speaks in my life. I'm thankful for the other mamas. Uh, I have an aunt that's been a mama to me. I had a granny that was a mama to me. Now, my, now I get both in one person, right, Uncle Van? <laughs> She's not here, so I can say that. But uh, uh, I, I, I'm thankful for those, but I, but I realize that today uh, there's some of you that you've never birthed a child. You've never had one. It was the desire of your heart to have one. But I believe this, that you were a mentor or a disciple into somebody's life, and you were the mama that they needed for such a time as that. Amen? How many of y'all believe that out there? That, that we need more than just one mama. I'm thankful for all the ladies in my life. And, I'm, and, and so that's, that's my heart's desire today. And uh, obviously, we were talking about it. I was asking Pastor Brandy this morning. We were on a ski trip with some kids and I was talking to the kids about how we should value ourselves. But if we're going to have value, we need to value the people that have value in us. And I want to talk, talk to the kids about their mamas. And so I asked this boy, and I said, I said, what is it that you value about your mom? And he got all teared up. And he said, if it wasn't for my mama, I wouldn't be here. How many of y'all know that is a true statement, right? In fact, it always shocks me of kids that call their, their, uh, uh, their mama by their first name. Gabe was telling me that. That's always shocking to me. Listen, when I was, saw all my kids' birth, they, you earned the right to be called mama, right? Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, Lord have mercy. I've had a kidney stone, but I haven't had a baby. And so uh, I, I'm telling you, you have learned, earned every right. But I, thinking about the text today that even the son of God, he had to come through a woman. Come on. We got to be thankful for the ladies out there. We, uh, and, and so in, even in John chapter 1, it, it talks about, John, sorry, John chapter 10 and verse 1. He said, anyone who comes, uh, well, what's the text say? Let's go to John. Hey, you guys are getting the live uncut. I just thought of this particular text right here. John 10 and verse 1, because what he's talking about is how the thief comes in through a different door. But John 10 and verse 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold. You know what sheepfold in the Greek means? It means earth. Door into the earth, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. He's basically saying this. Even me as the son of God had to come through a woman. I'm thankful for the women today. I'm thankful that, uh, uh, for, for each and every one of you in here. But I want to talk about... Just real quick, in Exodus chapter 1, to set up the story of what we're talking about in Exodus chapter 2, it's important that you see where the children of Israel are at that time. And we see in Exodus chapter 1 and verse 6, it says, And Joseph died and all his brethren all that generation. You need to know that Joseph here, he is the great-grandson of Abraham. 
What did God tell Abraham? He said, I'll bless those that bless you and I'll curse those that curse you. He took him out on the land of Canaan and he said all of this, the land flowing with milk and honey is going to be yours. They may have not went to it then, but God was setting it up then for God's people to have the best. Aren't you thankful that you're God's people this morning? Come on, I'm going to say that again. Aren't you thankful that you're God's people today? And so we know about the text here. If you've read anything in Genesis, Joseph, he... it. it uh, we might see that it was a mistake that he set up in Egypt, but God was stepping them closer and closer and closer into the promised land of what they had in store for them. I want to encourage somebody this morning. You may be in a hard place. You may be in a place that you may not understand. You know that God's given you a dream. God's given you a vision, but it, you, it, and you feel like you're in prison. Well, I want to tell you this morning, before you go to prison, you get into a holding cell. And that's exactly what they were in Egypt. They were in a holding cell. And I want to tell somebody this morning, you haven't been booked into prison yet. You're in a holding cell right now, a place that is molding you, that is making you, that's pressurizing you and getting you ready for the place where you're supposed to go. And this is where they are. They're in Egypt. If you know the story that uh, God's favor is upon him and all the 12 tribes of Israel end up there. And if you read the latter part of Genesis, uh, Jacob, their father, which is, the, which is the grandson of Abraham, he begins to uh, uh, speak a blessing in the birthright over Judah and Naphtali and Benjamin and Levi. And so Joseph is one of those brothers. And, and the Bible tells us here, the children of Israel were in this place of Egypt. And in verse 7, they increased abundantly. How many people were here during this time? How many people were there? Egypt. Two and a half million people. How many of y'all know they heard a, word from, heard a word from their grandpappy's pappy's pappy where the Lord said, be fruitful and multiply? Can I tell you we serve a God of multiplication and addition this morning? Can I say that again? We serve a God of multiplication and addition. I'm telling you, enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He is subtraction and division, but they got a word from God. And knew that they were supposed to multiply. And so this would be 60 years after Joseph. This would be about 80 years before their exodus, before they leave, cross through the Red Sea. But the Bible tells us in verse 8, Now there arose a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. So he didn't even know him. So this is quite a bit after. And the Bible tells us in verse 9, He said unto his people, Behold, the people of children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them lest they multiply, and it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also out our enemies and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. A history lesson here. North of Egypt was a place of the Hittites. They were constantly at war with the Hittites. And he was looking at the number of people that were rising up inside of his land that were his slaves, this Pharaoh, this king, and he worried that they would join with the Hittites and they would take over Egypt. And the Bible tells us in verse 12, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. How many of y'all know if God be for me, then who in the world can be against me? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm here to tell you this morning, you're, you may be in that holding place. You may be in that hard place. But even then, the more that the enemy afflicted them, the more they grew. David said this, it was good that I was afflicted. It was good that I went through some hard things. I'm telling you, in that place of pressurization, they got bigger and they got better. I'm here to tell you this morning, you may be in a bitter place, but God is molding you. God is making you. God is creating you of who you need to be to the next level you're going into. 
How many of y'all believe that this morning? And so the Bible tells us in verse 13, and the Egyptians made children of Israel to serve with rigor. The Bible tells us in verse 14, it was under hard bondage. They began to make clay, and they began to build things for this Pharaoh. So they were slaves. It's very under... It's very important that you understand the context before I go into verse chapter 2 here because Moses' mama was a slave. A slave. Get it in your heart. She was a slave. These people were slaves underneath the tyranny of Pharaoh here. But the Bible says in verse 16 also, so it says that he begins to see how many people are multiplying and he sees the, the blessing on them. How many of y'all know even in a place where it thinks that the enemy thinks he has us, there is something growing on the inside of us. And in verse 16, it says, If it be a son, Pharaoh tells the people, uh, these women, what they would do, these Hebrews, they would go down to the Nile, they would sit on a stool, and they were having these babies, and they were having them rapidly. And so Pharaoh told them, If it be a son, then you should kill him, but if it be a daughter, then she shall live. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. How many of y'all know the enemy's stupid? How many of y'all know the enemy's stupid? If he really was smart, he'd say kill all the women. Right? Because if you still got males in the land, uh, if you still got women in the land, you're still going to have babies. And how many of y'all know, I, don't, I, I know how a man works. He can be an Egyptian and a Hebrew woman looks good to him. And so as long as you got some Egyptians in the land, some he, Egyptian men, as long as you got women, I don't know if the enemy knows this, if it weren't for a woman, you wouldn't have babies in the land, right? But it also tells me this, that the enemy, he ain't, he ain't got no new tricks in the bag. He's been killing babies way back then. He's still killing babies today. And I'm so glad that America is taking a turnaround to not kill babies anymore. How many of y'all know God's blessing will be on that? And so uh, the Bible says, but the midwives feared God and did not, but did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men, children alive. So even though the king said that, the midwives, they went against what they said. You also need to understand the context here. It may not be here, but Josephus writes about this, that there was a magician in the land, that there was a, uh, um, a fortune teller is the way he writes it, that was caught up in all kinds of magistrates and things like that. And he, he begins to, I don't know if he has the, uh, an eagle claw and a hawk eye and begins to mix stuff up, and he goes before the Pharaoh, and he said, I see that there is a deliverer that is coming out of the land of the Hebrews. And so you've got to watch. And so the the... The Bible tells us right here in verse 22, every son, so now Pharaoh gets a taste of that, that there is a deliverer that is coming up out of them. How many of y'all know we had a deliverer that came up out of the land of the Hebrew out for, for us? His name is Jesus. This is a great description of people that were under oppression and under slavery, just like you and I were under slavery of sin, but Jesus. There was a deliverer that came up. And so the Bible says, he freaks out, verse 22, every son that is born, ye shall cast into the river, and every daughter shall same alive. And so he, he tells him, all right, I'm putting my foot down. Every boy that is born, you have got to kill, and you have got to destroy, because he knew there was a deliverer that's coming up out of that. There was twofold as well. So the Hebrews being thrown in the Nile, the Egyptians believed that there was gods full of the Nile. 
In fact, if you know the story of Exodus, when, when Moses turned the water into blood, it was a slap in the face to the gods of Egypt because they believed that Egypt was full of gods. And it was a slap in the face. How many of y'all know we serve a God that's mightier? We serve a God that's stronger. We serve the only living God, the same yesterday, today, and forever. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And so them throwing these babies, they're sacrificing these babies into the Nile River, flowing downstream, mass murdering all these Hebrews, but they, it was twofold. They're getting, away with all, they're getting rid of all the men, but number two, that they're sacrificing and they are lifting up worship to their gods that they served. Now we get to the text in Exodus chapter 2, and I want to explain this text. So Moses' mother, she uh, bursts this baby on the Nile River. She has this baby. The midwife has the courage enough to say, let's keep this one. And so the Bible tells us not only in the book of Acts, but we also see in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 that they hid him for three months. Everybody say three months. They hid him for three months. And the Bible tells us this. After hiding him for three months, she makes an ark, puts him down the river. His sister Miriam, this would be uh, Moses' mother. We know from, from reading that his dad is Araman and his mother is Jochebed. And so Jochebed put, makes this ark, puts this baby inside of the Nile, takes it downstream of the Nile. Miriam, his sister, he had a brother named Aaron and a sister named Miriam, and she goes alongside. Pharaoh's daughter is out there bathing. How many of y'all know that was a divine appointment? Amen. For such a time as this. She's there. She sees the ark, brings it in, sees this cute little baby. The Bible says that he was looking good. And so Miriam is there and said, hey, could I get someone from the Hebrew tribe to nurse this baby and raise it up? And then you, you can do with it what you want. So he goes back, gets Moses' mama. How many of y'all know that was something special for Moses' mama to now go from being in slavery now into a palace? I'm telling you, God looked out for Moses' mama. Isn't that awesome? I love that particular story. But there's some things about the text that I want to bring up of what's happening here. The Bible says in chapter 2 and verse 1, And there went a man of the house of Levi and took to wife, took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. Everybody say, bear a son. So the first thing I want to talk about mamas today is how courageous they are. How many mamas out there that are courageous? I'm going to say that again. If you're a mama, you might as well say, yes, I am. Come on, somebody. All right? You might as well. I mean, it's your day today. Let it shine. It's like I will fight somebody for my kid. I will, I will cut you. I mean, y'all know. I'm, I'm telling you as a teenager or as a youth pastor, I'd much rather deal with a daddy than I would a mama. Because when a mama comes in, I'm telling you, they are ready. They put their guns up, right? Somebody is going to get hurt today, and it ain't going to be my baby. You mess with my baby? Oh, no, you ain't. I mean, y'all thankful for the moms out there. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm thinking about mamas. I was thinking, like, mama is, uh, forgive this country boy. This ain't like a sexy term or anything like that. But it, they're, they're, uh, uh, they're the bailing wire of the family. They're the duct tape. They're the glue. That holds everything together. Men, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like I wouldn't make any of the appointments that I make if it wasn't for Brandy. I'd forget all of it because I'm a one-track mind. She has like 25 different boxes open all the time. 
Oh, I got to do this for Anson. I got to do this for Catch. We got to talk to Noel. Addison's got to go to work, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like mowing the yard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How many of y'all know that's true? And what I love about mamas is they do this. They explain the kid to the daddy. He's like, baby, you know they didn't mean that, honey. You know they didn't mean it like that. And they also explain the dad to the kids. You know your daddy loves you. Because the dad comes in pretty hard. How many of y'all know they're the bailing wire of the family? Come on. They keep things together and they're courageous. They, ha- they, they, they fear nothing. And so looking at this particular text, especially when they have a mama, I was thinking about this text. And I want to I I give a shout out to all the mamas in the room. The ones that you had a man with you in your life, or maybe it was too early, maybe you were 16, maybe you were 17, maybe you were 18, you were way too young to have a kid, and you found out that you were pregnant, and you said, you know what, I'm taking this challenge on. I don't know how I'm going to feed this baby. I don't know how I'm going to clothe this baby. I don't know how, I, I don't know how I'm going to provide for this baby, but God gave me this baby, even though People think that it was a mistake. In fact, I want to reach out to all of you that are out there that you've been told that you were a mistake. I'm telling you, Moses was, we could have said that he was a mistake, but look what Moses did. I'm telling you, God has a purpose and a plan for your life. God has something big and in store for you. But despite the odds, maybe he left after he got you pregnant, he slept in your bed, he slept with you, he comforted you, and when that baby came, he ran off like a coward. I want to I give a shout out to all the mamas that didn't have no fear in here, that were courageous up against the odds and said, I'm going to raise this baby. I'm going I, to show this baby how to cook. I'm going to show this baby how to live. If God be for me, then who in the world can be against me? Come on, how many of y'all know we have some mamas out there that are courageous against the odds, facing the unknowns? of not knowing how they're going to take care of, how they're going to have daycare for this baby. And what she did was having this baby, I mean, it was against everything what her people were doing. Everybody else lost hers, but she said, you know what, I'm keeping mine. I'm telling you, mamas are courageous out there, especially in in the day we've been living in where it's so easy to get an abortion. It's so easy to just, you know what, I, I know I messed up in the bed, and now I've got to live with it, but there's so many people that take the easy way out. Come on, you kids out there, you ought to be thankful for your mama that they stepped up to the plate and said, I'm having this, baby. Come on. Come hell or high water. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. So the first thing that I see about mamas is that they're courageous. How many of y'all know you had a mama out there that's courageous? How many of you are a mama out there that's courageous? That's right. Here's the next thing that I see is the verse, the Bible says, and when she saw him, that he was a goodly child. She saw something in Moses that she didn't see in anything else. How many of y'all know you as parents, you need to see something in your kids that everybody else don't see? You as mamas out there, you need to see something in your kids that you don't see in anybody else. I'm telling you, uh, we're going to walk by faith in this particular thing, even when it's how many of y'all know, Doug, your kids can drive you crazy and you want to pull your hair out? It's already gone, <laughs> all right? I mean, how many, how many of you mamas can testify to that of some things where you're just like, you know what? 
I'm telling you, even if you're at a rocky place, God called me to tell some mamas in the room today, you need to see some things in your kids that nobody else sees. You need to, by faith, you need to see something in them. They know better than that. My baby's going to do something. My baby's going to be a world changer. You know what we say over the kids all the time? I don't know what I do. I know, I know Pastor Brandy does as well. But we speak it over our kids all the time. We pray that they have the mind of Christ. We pray that they would be a light in darkness. Come on, that's seeing something. We, we, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so you may not really be able to see it, but you see it by faith. Right? I pray that my kids, that they'll go before kings, that they'll go before leaders, that they'll be a light in darkness. If God be for them, then who in the world can be against them? I pray you keep your angels charged over them. Keep them in all their ways, that no evil befall them, no weapon formed against them shall prosper. I pray that all the days of their life, they would trust in you with all their heart and lean not on their own understanding. and all their ways, acknowledge you and you will direct their path. It may not look like it, but I'm declaring it anyway because I see something on Addison that I don't see on other kids. Come on, mamas, we need to see something on our kids. We need to see something. And you may be a mama in the room today. You've cut off that relationship with them. It may not be the up, but if the ball's in your court, I, I came to charge the mamas today to see something in that boy and that girl that you don't see in anybody else. It's quiet in here. Come on. How many of y'all know we need to see something in our kids? Let's declare they'd be a world changer. Here's the third thing that I see. So number one, she was courageous. Number two, she saw something. The third thing that she did is she put him in the ark. Oh, this is so good. I hope you get this this morning. That's why I read, wrote, read, wrote, read out of the King James because not every translation says ark. That's why it's important, mamas, that you know the word of God. Because the reason that she put him in an ark and she built an ark is because she heard stories of her grandpappy's pappy's 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 pappy named Noah that built an ark and it was a place of deliverance. Come on, how many of y'all know we've got to put our kids in a place of deliverance? That's why it's so important that we raise them in the house of God. You know that there is a .0296 chance that your kid will be a professional in athletes. But there's a 100% chance that they'll stand before God. So we better put them in the ark of deliverance in the house of God. Come on, as parents, we've got to have them in the house of God. And maybe you're at a place where it's past that, but you believe God. You invite them to church. I promise not try not to scare them off, okay? But we'll love them right in here into the kingdom of God. But because she knew the word of God, she said, you know what? I can't just put him in the river. I can't just, I know this, that if God was with Noah from my ancestry, God will be with this boy when I put him in the ark. And it'll be a place of salvation. It'll be a place of deliverance. It'll play, be a place where God will pre preserve my family and my kingdom. So she puts him inside of the ark there. I love that because she knew the word. She gave him to God. How many of y'all know, as mamas, there comes a time where you're just going to have to give your babies to God? They're not yours anyway. They're the Lord's. How many of y'all know that's hard to put a baby inside of an ark and send it down the Nile? You know what's in the Nile today? Crocodiles. There's snakes, lions, and tigers, and bears. 
Oh my. How many of y'all know you got to, there comes a time when they get 18 years old and 19 years old when they become their own mamas. You, there comes a time, I'm telling you, I'm talking to the helicopter moms out there that won't let go. That you need to let go and let God do what they're supposed to do with them. You know what a mama does? They send them in the ark and they send them down the river. Even in the face of the odds of the crocodiles and all the things that are up against them, all, all the adversity that they're going to go through, even where we trust God and we lean not on our own understanding. God, you have my baby. Well, I promise you, she wasn't just sitting there. She was saying, Miriam, you go with him. I'm going to stand here and I'm going to pray. How many of y'all know she did? Keep your angels charge over that baby. Keep him in all his ways that no evil befall him. I know, God, that you're not done with them. Come on, we need to have some praying mamas out there that says, I'm not, you're not done with my baby. And so he sends him down. So I just want to encourage the people this morning that you've got to put your kids in the ark and you've got to give your kids to God. How many of y'all, your kids right now, you're in a place, you're in the place of the unknown. You don't know where they are. You don't know what they're doing. You're, you're, you're at a, come on, just be honest. I've got to lie hands in the room. Come on, give them to God. Come on, give them to God. I want to say it again. Give them to God. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. Give them to God. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Come on, who's getting some out of the word this morning? The next one is this. You need to pray for your kids to have a divine appointment. You know what mamas need to do is pray for their kids to have a divine appointment. That, that there would be the right person in the right place at the right time. I'm just going to say this. Not everything your baby learns is going to come from you. Sometimes they need somebody else to speak into their life. Somebody needs to hear that today. So being a, we, we need to pl- we pray, but we as mamas and we as daddies out there, we need to pray for our kids to have divine appointments. That God's favor would be on their life. That God would open doors that need to be open and shut doors that need to be shut. We need to pray for doors of opportunity that a boss speaks into their life. We need to pray for an opportunity where, where a teacher is in the right place at the right time. That, that somebody that has influence over them, that maybe your relationship with your kid is rocky right now, but the right person in the right place at the right time can speak into them and bridge the gap between you two. I believe I'm talking to somebody today. And so what I see in this particular text right here. It's Pharaoh's daughter. I want you to, Pharaoh's daughter shows up on the scene. This is such favor. And this is where I want to hit all the people in the room. Every single people in the room. Moses' mother was a slave. If he was going to be the deliverer of Egypt, how many of y'all know he needed to know how to talk to kings? He needed to know how to talk to people of influence. He needed to know how how to talk to the businessman. And he wasn't going to get that from a slave. I just want to say this. Thank God for the mamas that gave milk to keep us alive. But thank God for the disciple of women that taught us how to go farther than what mama couldn't give. I'm thankful for what mama had. But I'm also thankful for the people in my life. I'm telling you, I'm thankful for my aunt that spoke in my life. I'm thankful for my granny that's spoken in my life. I'm thankful for Pastor Luann of some things that took me places that... Uh, not that that my, my mama couldn't do it, but, but that's just how it works. There's things that you learn outside of the home. And if he was going to be the deliverer that God had set up, thank 
God for the disciples of women. That's what I'm saying. You may be in the room today, and you may never push a kid out of your body. You've never, never birthed one, but I promise you, you've been an influence to some young person at their job, maybe a neighbor, that you were the, you were the Pharaoh's daughter that that person needed for such a time as this. Are you hearing me this morning? Come on, this is a good word. I hope you get this. Pharaoh's daughter could give him something that his mama could not. Thank God for the milk that our mama provides. But thank God for the mentors. Thank God for the disciples that Pharaoh's daughters and other people in our lives that can speak into us. How many of y'all thankful for those people in your life? Amen? And I want to think about the accomplishments. So Pharaoh's daughter shows up on the scene. And the Bible says, and the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter. And what I love about the text is this. You know that that mama, his personal mother, his birth mom, being inside of Pharaoh's home, that she taught him the word of God. She taught him about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But then Pharaoh's daughter, which was also his mother, said, this is how you look. This is how you dress. This is how you talk. This is how you conduct yourself. Don't you know he had a good foundation? Come on, how many of y'all thankful for all the mamas in your life that showed you some things? Right? He couldn't go into the place. I'm telling you, we read about Moses. He parted the Red Sea. He parted the Red Sea. Not only did he do that, he, he, he was a part of, uh, uh, well, he was the one while God used him as a deliverer to move the people of, of the Hebrews out of the land of Egypt the Bible says that he talked to God face to face. He was there when the, re- the revealing of the uh, Ten Commandments. I'm telling you, Moses was a stud. But it was because of the influences of the women in his life. I believe this story's here for a reason. And then it goes on to say this. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown... He went out into his brethren and looked on their burdens. He stands up for the people of the Hebrews because of the base of his mother. He killed that one. The last thing that I want to share with you is this, and this is where I want to touch all the late, uh, uh, hopefully grab the heart of all the ladies inside of the room. Lucas, if you want to go ahead and come and play. But it says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 23, it says, By faith, Moses. Everybody say faith. faith. I'm, everybody say faith. The Bible says, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of, uh, of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. Again, they saw something in him they didn't see in, other, in any other person. And they were not afraid of the king's commandments. Verse 24, by faith, everybody say faith. Faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, great riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Verse 27, by faith, everybody say faith. Faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for the endured as seeing him who is invisible. 28, through faith, everybody say faith. Faith, Moses kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should be t- touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians sang to do were drowned. And then it goes on to say, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were com- compassed about seven years. 
By faith, they went across the Red Sea. By faith, he forsook Egypt. By faith, not only in his generation, but the generation of him had faith because Moses had faith. But I just want to point this out, mamas. You know why Moses had faith? Because he was taught faith. You know how he's taught faith? It don't say much about daddy. It says that mama showed him faith. Because even in the midst of adversity, even in the midst of not having kids, she chose to have courage and have faith to raise that baby up anyway. I'm telling you, the faith that the grandfathers, the forefathers, after them, all the people, the leaders of Egypt, if it wouldn't have happened from Jacoby, Jacobed, that said, you know what? No matter what the world says, I'm going to do what God says. And God has put something on the inside of me to raise this child in such a way. And I'm going to put faith inside of him. I'm going to show faith inside of him. And because of his faith, it saved a whole generation. Come on, it saved a whole generation. So I want to talk to the mamas in the room today. Maybe you're at a place where you've lost your faith. I'm here to tell you, you hold on to that faith. It could be the effect of grandkids. It could be the effect of your own kids. It could be the effect of any of them. So I want to talk to all the mentors. I want to talk to all the mamas. I want to talk to all the ladies in the room of the impact that you're making on people. Keep your faith. Come on, keep your faith. I want to say it again. Keep your faith. Stand strong, even in the midst of the world that we're in. It may look rough now, but can you imagine living in a land where the king says all the male babies have to die? For the simple fact of her standing up and saying, I'm having this baby anyway. I'm telling you, that is mountain-moving faith. I don't know about you, but I want mountain-moving faith. I don't know about you, but I want to I, I be that person. And mamas, I want to stretch you this morning. Let's be that. Y'all be that. I'm, I'm saying let's. I don't identify as a woman, I promise you. All right? I'm a man, and I thank God for it. All right? Hallelujah. But mamas, have faith to move mountains this morning. Amen? See something in your kids. Maybe you've lost that eyesight. Say, God, give it back to me. Give it back to me. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Mamas, stay in the word of God so you can put them in an ark. Amen? So you can put them in that place of deliverance. I also want to tell the mamas this morning, give them to God. I believe that's the one we're going to end on. You need to give them to God. Also, you need to, give, you need to pray for them to have divine appointments. I mean, y'all know we need to pray for, for our kids and our grandkids to have the right husband. Right? Have the right wife. Lord, in a world full of boneheads, give them the right one, Lord. Not the right bonehead. Give them a good one. Amen? I mean, y'all know we need to pray for those things. That they would have eyes to see and ears to hear. They'd be led by the right example. Mamas, you get something out of the word today? So I, I just want to, I just, I want to ask with every, every head bowed and every eye closed. I believe God wants to minister to some mother's hearts today. If you're in the room and you say, you know what, Pastor? I'm having a hard time giving them to God. I'm having a hard time giving them to God. I, I need to give them to God. If you're in that hard place, I believe God wants to minister to you today. I believe he wants to give you eyes to see and ears to hear.
If that's you today, just lift your hand and say, you know what? I'm having a hard time giving them to God. Give them to God. Amen. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand right there. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I see that hand. There's many in the room. God, I pray for these mothers right now that have their hands raised. I pray, God, right now that you would give them eyes to see and ears to hear. Lord, that you would comfort them. Lord, that they would not trust systems or even their own heart's desire, but they would trust you. And you would give them the desire of their heart. So, Lord, right now, these, God, I pray that you reveal yourself to them. On this Mother's Day, where it may seem hard, it may seem difficult, Lord, I pray that they would cast all their care on you, for you care for them. Lord, show them great and mighty things. Lord, you said, call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Lord, these mamas that lift their hands, they're at a place of the unknown. They don't know where to go left or right. Pray that they hear your voice and the voice of a stranger. They will and shall not follow. Lord, I pray today you give them comfort. You give them peace. You give them direction. Lord, today minister to them. Minister to them. May they not lean on their own understanding. But God, do a work right now inside of their heart. Do a work inside of their mind. May they, may they have thoughts of good and not of evil. Dreams of good and not of evil. I pray that they would fix their thoughts on your thoughts and your ways on their ways. On your ways. Their ways on your ways. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.